Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Sergeant O'Leary is walking the beats. Heidi becomes a bartender. He works at Mr. Ketchup Tories down on Sullivan Street. Across from the medical center. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Today on the Christian Car Guy Show, we are trading in our Chevy for a Cadillac. Act, Bob. You ought to know by now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really ought to. But anyway, there is so much there. There is so much there. Trading in your Chevy for a Cadillac. You know, it actually, in a way, ruined General Motors. It, it, It did. As far as if that's the idea that they're supposed to be a profitable company, then they 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 found inside of that little idea of trading in your Chevy for a Cadillac a way to ruin yourself. But if they understood it completely, if they really got it, if they really understood actually what Billy Joel was about, um, yeah, what he was singing about there, that they, they, it would be amazing. So. Week before last, Bob, I, I I have an unbelievable joy of getting to preach sermons in different churches, and I was at where I often preach, actually, at West Ashboro Baptist Church in Ashboro, North Carolina, and my sermon was, faithen up your honey with a back kick, 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 kick. <laughs> you see, I, I, and for whatever reason, this song from Billy Joel just kept ringing in my ears. That that Cadillac, you know, trading in your Chevy because it just has everything to do with the book of a back. Just saying, and we're gonna we're gonna dig into that today, and so this week actually, I'll be preaching tomorrow in at Peace Church in Durham. Um, sermon title: If you're wanting to be there, is bloodthirsty. It'd be you're gonna love it if you come. I I promise we'll have a great time at Peace Church tomorrow. But trading in your Chevy for a Cadillac, so. This show, as you might guess, is brought to you today by some Hebrew letters, Bob. 
And we're going to do two today. Again, we're actually going to do it. So the desire to move up actually biblically requires that you move down. <laughs> so the word glory in, in Hebrew, the word glory, which is a hugely significant word, it starts with the letter hoof, which has to do with the desire to cover with a crown. So when you see a Jewish person wearing a hamakah, that's that's their crown, right? And and the idea is that kingdom is going to, like Habakkuk would say, that you know the knowledge of the glory of God would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. There's a crown right there, and the glory starts with a, with that idea of a cover of the desire for a cover for a crown. It's huge. But fascinatingly, the word glory in Hebrew ends with the letter Dalit. And inside of that is this phenomenal thing that would have saved General Motors and still could. It could certainly save Robbie and it could save you. That the word glory ends with a Dalit because a Dalit stands for love and service and humility. Thus, you have the idea of to move up, you got to you got to humble yourself, right, and pick up your cross and follow him, right, which is what he did. So as you're trying to get the crown, as you're trying to move up to get the Cadillac, right, you can get the Cadillac, and it will be a Cadillac. But in order to do that, you got to humble yourself and serve like Jesus did, which generally requires doing what? Dying. I mean, it's just, you know, part of the deal. And so... This verse in Habakkuk reads this way. If you read these two together, and this is where you get this very vividly, because God told Habakkuk, he said, I want you to write the vision so that those who see it can understand it in such a way that they can run when they read it, which means they're free, that they are free. The truth will set them free. So the truth goes marching on. That's how the word glory, glory starts. If you think about that song. So here's those verses. Behold, it's not of the Lord of hosts that people shall labor in the very fire and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity. Okay. So this is telling you clearly, this is from the enemy. What is from the enemy? That you are going to work for that carrot on the end of the stick, right? That you are going to trade in your Chevy for a Cadillac, so you think you've arrived, Okay, wrong answer. And what General Motors discovered is that they take advantage of people's desire to present an image of the kingdom rather than actually live the image of the kingdom, that people would pay stupid money for a Chevy if it had leather and a different grill, okay? <laughs> In other words, if you went to a General Motors plant, you know, 15 years ago, you'd see here comes a Chevy down the assembly line and not too far behind it, you know, would be a, a Chevy a Cavalier. All right, let's take it for example. Here's this little car, Chevy Cavalier. It's coming down the assembly line. Ooh, three cars behind it with the exact same chassis, the exact same construction, the same engine, everything is a Cadillac Cimarron. What the heck? What the heck now? What's the difference in price between these two cars that, by the way, the same people, the same gifted employees that are building that Chevy or building that Cadillac? Okay, so. Astro that, astronomical difference in the price. 
Right, right. It was 30 to 40% more expensive to buy that Cimarron than it was to buy. And why? Oh, yeah, there was probably $60 more leather in it and maybe $20 more worth of chrome and silver, you know, whatever. Okay. But the problem was not that people wanted the chrome and the silver, but that they were willing to pay a lot more for it. It was that it put people in crazy amounts of debt and it cost them all their equities so that they were buying vanity. You see? Mm. And it's just a picture, by the way, of what Billy Joel was saying, right? At least he can polish the fenders because he broke his back in order to afford this Cadillac. Could you get the picture? <laughs> That's amazing. I've been around the cars for so long, but I've never put those two together and, and uh, you know, in that way. Well, let me. But I'll give you. I the, knew they were the same. I knew that you know this and that would interchange off of one car to the other. And uh, so when Iacocca came to um, Chrysler, not long thereafter, he he wanted to buy Jeep. And in order to buy Jeep, which the French had it and Renault at the time, and they were in France, and he goes over there and there's he's buying Jeep, which is an American company, which is kind of crazy that was in France and they also had Renault and, and you might remember that they bought you know part of American Motors that used to make certain cars well one of the cars that American Motors made was called a, a Eagle Wagon right and so when when Iacocca sees the Eagle Wagon he's looking at that and he's also buying Jeep at the same time and this Eagle station wagon that American Motors couldn't sell to save their lives I mean, it was called a sport about back in the day. He says, you know, this would sell if we called it a Jeep. So he didn't make any changes to the car other than to put a Jeep-like grill on it. And he called the new Jeep Eagle Wagon. Instead of calling it an Eagle or an American Motors, he called it a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And he took a car that sold. You could buy an Eagle station wagon the year before Iacocca bought Jeep. You could buy one for about $16,000. With a Jeep grill on it and called a Grand Cherokee, it was $25,000. And you couldn't, I know because we were selling them, you couldn't keep them in stock. They, they sold off the shelves like water. Because why? Same car. <laughs> it all has to do with keeping up with the junk. It's wearing yourself for wind. I mean, and, and so much of what the car manufacturers understood was about this wind is that what people would pay for the image is unbelievably crazy. And then they will go into crazy amounts of debt to do that and weary themselves. At least they can polish the fender. We had a saying at the junkyard, Jeep, J-E-E-P, just empty every pocket. <laughs> but the parts were very good sellers for us for so many years. But uh, you shined a bright light on a lot of things for me this morning already. Well, speaking of bright light, that has to do with the glory, which we're getting to that, which is actually the best part of this Habakkuk stuff that we're going to talk to in the second part. But first, we have to understand why we're wearing ourselves weary, weary, weary. Wow. For vanity. Ah, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
trading in your Chevy for a Cadillac. Oh, you ought to know by now, Bob. <laughs> well, you know, the, so the beautiful thing is, like, here's this real easy understanding, okay? When you're chasing the carrot, that isn't of God, okay? It just isn't. And he says that clearly to Habakkuk, and he says this for a reason, right? The second chapter of Habakkuk is all about the righteous shall live by faith, and he's showing him the contrast of here's what the righteous look like in faith, and here's what happens when you begin to prostitute yourself, okay? It's a faithless thing when you take advantage of another human being. However you go about doing that, whether it's selling them a Cadillac, thinking that it's really all of a lot better quality than the Chevy, okay? However you do it, you're setting some things in motion you do not want to set in motion, okay? And the back it goes into all what happens, but it's simpler, easier to live by faith and, and believe that that person that you're serving or selling something to is as of great a value as you to God, Right? And they will really love what you get. And so here you get the idea of what Henry Ford did, okay? His deal was he wanted to build a car that his workers could afford. In other words, here's a man, he owned the company, but he knew his workers were every bit as valuable as him, and he wanted them to be able to drive a Ford. And so he drove the price down, drove it down, drove it down, drove it down. And then when he couldn't get it low enough so that his people could afford it, he raised their salaries, Right. And thus the American automobile industry was founded. Yes, there was an assembly line involved, but underneath the assembly line was this value that that what drove Henry to find the assembly line was he was trying to figure out how to get the cost down so that people could afford his car. Right. Because he had faith in his workers and he was willing to die to himself. In other words, give up some profits so that they could afford his car. And God's going to bless that. I can just assure you, you set things in motion when you do that too. Only you're setting wonderful things in motion. So the verse right after the weary in the, in the fire verse <laughs> says, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And as we talked about, the, be- the beginning of the word glory is this hoof, which has to do with this desire to cover with a crown. That's why there's a crown on a Cadillac, okay? It just is, right? We get it. And you should be riding in a Cadillac. You just should be paying a Chevy price for it. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But the Dalit at the end of it is what Christ really did. He died to himself, you see. It was all about the love and service. And when we understand that the knowledge of the glory of God is to know what he did. So when you begin to understand his glory is in his service and in his love to you, then you're beginning to, and when you share that idea with anybody, they're, they're, they're getting the idea of the waters and the sea. So I have to tell my glory story. Like I got to see God's glory once, and I know this is going to sound crazy if you've never heard it. Those who know me well have heard this story before because it, it was significantly important to why I do the Christian Car Guy Show, Okay. God did this with me about six weeks before he called me to do the Christian Car Guy show. So I am praying one night very, very diligently in December of 2005, 
And I am certainly wearying myself for vanity, okay? I am all kinds of worried about whether or not the dealership that I owned at the time, which was a Chrysler dealership, was going to make it. And I was so worried. I was up there praying at 2 o'clock in the morning. I was, I was all about chasing the carrot. And God shows up to me that night, and it's the only time in all my years of praying, and I pray a lot, that he ever scared the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. That got, you, I, got your attention. It got my attention. And it just terrified me because I don't know if you've ever had that God show up in your prayers. But if it ever happens to you, you all of a sudden, you know why Daniel and the boys fell on his face. You, there won't be any under, misunderstanding. Like, oh, my goodness. Okay. So I just hit the deck, man. Like, oh, if that's God, you're here. And he says to me, Robbie, what do you want? Just clear enough, easy answer, easy question. But oh, Robbie went totally glib I, I'm, I'm, because I'm terrified. And I went, uh, you know, and the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, I, I just want to serve you, Lord. And when I did, the, like the second that came out of my mouth, he says, do you? And when he did that, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Evan Almighty um, or no, no, um, Bruce Almighty, when the filing cabinet comes out of the wall and it's his whole life well my whole life like was a filing cabinet coming out of the wall and it was all these things that god had asked me to do that honestly i hadn't done okay and they all were flashing in my mind like at a zillion miles an hour and when they say your life flash i'm telling you there's a book bob <laughs> and they do keep records okay and it's all there i know because i've seen it okay just for that moment that night i got to see all these unbelievable like here they were and they flashed at me faster than you could ever even even think them. But that's how quickly they came, just like that file cabinet on the wall for Bruce Almighty. But each one was really a cool thing that I could have done. It was like, call Bob and have lunch with him. It was like, write a letter to so-and-so. It was like, you remember, I asked you to reach out to so-and-so. And every single thing that he had asked me to do was service to, to some other person. It was, a, it, was a, it was a relational thing that I was supposed to do that I didn't do. Every one of them. And I got so excited because like, man, this isn't like I'm going to go Africa or anything. I just got to do this. I, oh, I could do this. And I was so excited. I jumped up, got a piece of paper. I started writing these things down, man. I was like, oh God, I can do this. I'm, I got to have this all because I know this is me. I'm, I can do this. I'm, it's not too late. I'm still alive. I'm like, you know, Ebenezer. I could still do this, you know? And so I lay back in the bed and I'm just like, God, thank you. This is so awesome. I appreciate this so much. And as I do that, all of a sudden this golden light, which I will tell you was his glory, begins to shine in my room. So bright. I can't even tell you. It's a color of gold that is so beautiful. When you get a chance to see it, you won't believe it. Okay. I mean, it is beyond cool. <clears throat> and something inside me that I did not know was there starts screaming. I mean, it's screaming at my soul saying, you're going to see his face. You are fixed to see God. This is it. This is the big one, Robbie. It's coming right now. Oh, my goodness. And I bet you're wondering what happened. Well, you're going to find out on the other side of the break. And no, I didn't time this, Bob. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> you had a little assistance, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll be right back. But I want to hear your story. When did you see his glory? 866 Eight, four. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
Chevy for a Cadillac today on the Christian Car Guy Show, Bob. And, um, you know, it's an amazing thing, the, the contrast to what we're talking about. You know, God's glory filling the earth is, is really the point of hope for which the faith is based on. Okay? So he's telling Habakkuk, Look, the righteous will live by faith. What are you hoping for? Okay, here's let me tell you what you hope for. That the the knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth like the waters over there. Here's here's what you hope for. So, and I'll explain why here now. So when we left our hero, hero Robbie, he was right. He was on the bed, and man, all of a sudden this golden light starts to appear. And the more that I am seeing this, the more it is becoming Christ's face. And there's something down deep inside of me that I had no idea was there. And it is screaming. Like I've never knew that that was in me. Like Prego spaghetti sauce. It's in there, Bob. It's in there. It's in you too. I can assure you it is. And it's screaming. You're going to see his face. I was so excited that I shook my wife who was in the bed with me. And I was like, Tammy, we're going to see God. We're going to see his face right now. And I'm shaking her, right? And she just, uh, you know, she was, this was not her moment. Get asleep. <laughs> and she actually she just killed it. I mean, it's like, it just as quickly as it came, it went and it's gone. And I am just like brokenhearted because I thought for sure, because it was becoming more and more like a face, this glory. And I could see that it was forming his face. And so I was so excited to see it. Unbelievable. And so I laid my head back down on the pillow, very dejected. But this is, this is Jesus' sense of humor. Now, remember the Jesus that showed up that scared the bejeebies out of me? Well, the Jesus that showed up after that was the one that I usually commune with okay i don't understand i don't but i'm just tell you that the one that scared me was a different sense of awe and whatever than the one that now comes to me after i lay my head back down on the pillow after the glory had dissipated after my wife's situation and he says to me with a wink in his eye that i will never forget I don't. I will never forget this whole incident because I really think that a lot of the reason that I do this show is to illustrate what he told me that day. He said, now do you know what you want? <laughs> it was a little more crystal clear. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I didn't know how bad I wanted that. I didn't have any idea what it was. And I had no idea the desire that was down in me. And I really still don't understand it. But I do get it that there is something inside each and every human being that unfortunately at some point in time may have lost hope, which ends up in a loss of faith. And as you lose faith, life becomes less and less worth living because the righteous will live by faith. And so as you have hope that the glory of God, which again, when we talk about that, it's this desire to be covered by a crown, but it comes in the acts of humility and death and service. And if you go read the Dalit section, the 119th Psalm, you'll see all this so clearly because here's, here's just the first, I'll give you the bookends, okay? The Dalit section of the 119th Psalm. This is the letter Dalit in Hebrew. The first one says, my soul cleaves to the dust. Quicken me according to thy word, okay? In other words, 
Get down in the, where'd you come from? You came from dirt. Where are you going? You're going to dirt. <laughs> okay. How do you get quickened? How do you become alive? How do you get born again? You die. Okay. It's just, it's right there in that verse. Last verse of the 119th Psalm in the Dalid section says, I will run in the path of thy commandments when thou enlargest my heart. In other words, as you get the truth that Habakkuk is now sharing with you and God is sharing with you, however he goes about doing that, then you'll see, hey, if I let go of that desire to ride in the Cadillac and, and make a big image on my neighbors and all that stuff and I just go back to loving and serving and all those other things like that, well, then, then I begin to see, right, the glory of God. I've been more quiet today than I've ever been on this show because I've just been sitting here absorbing and taking all this in. And and you've really been an eye-opener for me today, and so many times you are. But, uh, you know, the things that we want, we think we want, we think we'll fulfill, we think is what we've got to have to, to wear our crown, you know, right. uh, we're reaching so, so many times I'm reaching for the wrong crown. You know, it's not a big fish. It's not a, you know, it's not this, it's not that. And uh, thank you for sharing with me today and uh, opening my eyes and, and giving me some guidance. Uh, right. Even think about it, Bob, that we've done this show for a lot of years. A lot of years. And just the joy of the relationship, right? Like, man, when I see your car pulling in the driveway, what that does for my heart to know, oh, Bob's going to be with me today. And, and, and the hug that I know that I'm going to get, right? And, and the fact that I'm not in this alone is because I have faith. I do. I, I know that Bob is going to, he's going to bring it. Well, uh, it was brought to me today, and I want to thank you for that before I forget. <laughs> I'm very forgetful these days. And so we have Dan is in Washington, which he has a comment on the Chevy. So, Dan, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Uh, good morning. I, but I don't recall ever hearing that Cadillac flashback advertisement, and I think I'm older than you are. But, uh, <laughs> It's not an uh, advertisement. It's part of a Billy Joel song. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, it, I guess, you know, maybe I'll share a little of my, my life with you. Um, Dan, my father worked for General Motors most of my life that when I growing up. And he worked for Buick Motor Division, and he made it very clear to us that the idea of General Motors was somebody would come in at a base level, buy a Chevy, but as they moved up in life, they would buy an Oldsmobile. And a Pontiac, excuse me. They would buy a Chevy, then they would buy a Pontiac. When, think, when things got a little bit better, they'd buy an Oldsmobile. And then when they really started to arrive, they would buy a Buick. But the whole idea of the structure of General Motors was to move them on up to a Cadillac because, again, the way it was structured that people would pay a big, huge profit to buy a Cadillac where they wouldn't pay near the profit to buy a Chevrolet. Right. Uh, my dad got uh, uh, Chevrolets uh, as well as what I did for a few years, too. But uh, lately, I've heard that uh, Chevrolet has been supporting the gay, lesbian, 
movement. And so I, I don't know for sure if that's true, but I heard that on the radio, and I was wondering if uh, you had any input on that. Well, unfortunately, you know, I would imagine that corporate America on all levels um, is trying to be political correct because, the, you know, they're, they're thinking that they have to please everybody in order to um, make their products acceptable to certain people. And, of course, you've got all sorts of other people that, again, it comes from a place of faithlessness. It's like that if we really know that God is going to meet our needs and we, and we really know that when we go to prayer that we're going to enjoy a time with God no matter what else happens, then yeah. he's going he's gonna to meet our needs for acceptance. He's going to meet all those needs. And, and as we lose that, we, we lose life. And, and again, there's a lot of people we worry about, but to me, anybody we can get that we can just share the good news, like, hey, <laughs> I know you're, you're, whatever the situation may be, how cool is it when when you see love in action? How cool is it when you see somebody laying down their life for somebody else? Yeah. So I, I love yeah. it, Dan. Thank you for and thank you for listening for to KCIS up there in Washington. I'm so grateful for you getting up early this morning and listening. Okay. Yeah, we have you on every morning at seven. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely am so grateful for all of you folks up in Washington. God bless you. Have a great day, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH is the number to call in. What I would actually just dearly, and I was praying God would share this with me, is somebody else got to see that glory one time. If they know what I'm talking about, they had an experience like that. Oh, would I love it if somebody shared that kind of story, like God showed up in their room, however that, and they actually saw the golden hue that I'm talking about. And and the story behind how that happened, 866-348-7884. You would encourage so many because it brings hope, and hope brings faith. Isn't that neat? We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Chevy for a Cadillac, which we really want you to do, by the way. You know, we want that that crown, and and we want. But interestingly, those who, right, the greatest among you will become a servant of you all. It's just it's how that works. <clears throat> it when all he comes says he, we want you to do that. We don't want you to go purchase a car. <laughs> we want you to sign up for the Cadillac of life. There you go. There you go. There you go. We have Sarah Linda is in Port Orchard, Washington as well. Sarah Linda, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, hi, I've been, re- but look, I looked up Habakkuk 
Oh, I got to turn off the radio just a minute. Oh, okay. There. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I turned it the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> it works so much better that way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I was reading Habakkuk then, and I read the uh, 2 and 2, 3, 4. And here it is. Behold, behold, the puffed up one, vanity, vanity under the sun. His soul is not within him. His crown of life had not begun, for in the cross of Christ alone will would he find the eternal home. Would he find everlasting peace? Would he find the full release? That's where I found the perfect trust, when in the cross I had been thrust. In there, the grapes of wrath tramped down uh, so we could be covered by his crown, so I could be covered by his crown and be seated with Christ upon his throne, wherein I'm in his love alone. Wow. Wow, that's a masterpiece, Carolyn. <laughs> you, well, you, you wrote you that. Know, you wrote that today. It scribbled all over this. I could hardly read it, but I scribbled all over this uh, because that's where I really, when when my husband's best friend asked me the question, uh, "Why did Jesus say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me?'" and I looked at him in the power of God, the presence of God filled me, and I I was there, I was in that, and it was a most, huh, well, breath, and it takes away her breath, like you said, when that golden, it was uh, terrifying, but I had had a stroke, so I did not have full, the full, you know, you know about the stroke. Right. But, so that part of my brain was kind of was dead, you know, <laughs> where I uh, where my speech was. Uh, well, you heard the story, but uh, but therefore I could experience without the horrible, terrible emotional feeling. Yet I could experience it. And 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 it was, and then it, going through that, I could see everything that he had endured, all of our, all everyone's death. He was in it, and I was there, in ex, looking upon it. And then there was this complete reception by the Father, and into a back. And it was all peace, and oh my! <laughs> oh wow, that is. And that was the start, 1947. Um, uh, uh, it was 1947, uh, uh, the tw- 25th of uh, oh gosh. I mean, now I'm losing all. Of my oh no, 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 no! You know what's interesting to me is this week I was meditating on all this a lot, as you might imagine, Sir Linda. Yes. And uh, for whatever reason, going to your example, I was thinking about what it would have been like to be the Roman soldier that drove the oh, the, the nails oh into the hand of God into the wood. Oh. 
what would it have been like? And I and I was and I was asking actually Jesus, what would it have been like? I was I was in prayer at the time I was doing this, and I was like, what would it have been like to look into your eyes as I drove this nail into your hand? And you know what he said to me, Robbie? What? Or Sarah Linda? I he said to me, Robbie, you know the look because you did it. We had a we had a guy come to our church. And um, he came and he uh, portrayed the soldier that nailed him to the cross. Right. And it was one of the most moving Easter experiences I, I had ever had. It wasn't on Easter Day. I think it was, you know, that week before. But I can't remember the day, but that has just stuck with me so. And uh, he talked about the looking. Jesus's eyes while he was doing that and and it was so maybe I mean he had the metal spike and well, the just hammer the way, yeah. and, and whoo well woo. We, you know the funny <laughs> thing is is that we all kind of know yeah we all kind of yeah, know right. it's yeah. been more than 15 years and, and the hair bristled up on my neck just <laughs> thinking about it you know it's it's been a really long time ago probably when i say 15 it's probably more like 25 <laughs> because my well, my, yeah, my and, clock and, has got uh, and so as we can consider what he did right yeah that then how yeah. hard is it it's not i mean what an honor it is when we need to stoop down and pick up that cross for for whatever brother sister whatever the situation may be that that we get a chance to to truly follow him is is yeah. actually bringing the crown in, in a beautiful amazing way and 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 it's you know it's 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 really just a spectacular vision of of what we really are hoping for because you know, you don't want a bunch of people around you that are prideful. I mean, it's no fun. No. It's been 75 years. I just realized that this happened. I, uh, <laughs> seems like yesterday. <laughs> 75 years. Well, that's the thing about eternity. It's just right at the, It's all at the same time. <laughs> so... You know, 75 years is like a minute, right? Yes, it's right now. Oh, believe me, you took us all right there. I mean, you know, for those of us with ears to hear, you could hear. We're experiencing 75 years ago right this minute, Sarah Linda. That's beautiful, isn't it? I was 20 years old. (laughs) well thank you as always you've made my weekend in so many different ways all our listeners um that call into the show and share it means so much to us doesn't it bob i'm just wondering if we could ever uh compile all of her poems, or or or, or, or I'm trying. I'm working on it. I'm okay. trying. I'm An trying anthology. to get them together. Yeah. And I anthology. I'm trying to get them all together. And the Sarah I've Linda analogy, but you know, I'm I'm going to guess that we're we're up into the 150 or so. Um, you know, because one every week for a good while. So thank you, my dear friend. And thank you so much you for have sharing a, today. A blessed weekend. And, oh, uh, and you too. 
Um, and we will, my daughter and I, we will be praising the Lord, and we will know you're with us in that. And we are, and we will talk to you next week. And so, Bob. <laughs> God bless. Bye-bye. Bye now. Well, it, so it comes to an end again, my friend, but it's hard, man. I just wanted to go on. I would love to hear just about five more calls, but you know, you're just going to have to listen to Kingdom Pursuits. We'll be back in a minute. Um, if you're on the Truth Network, you get to do that at least. But meanwhile, remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. And so, you know, eternity's a long time. We got all the time we need. Right, Bob? Great day today. Thank you for having me here. And uh, it is so eye-opening for me. And uh, just thanks. For- this is the Truth Network.